Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it's the Asylum Fantasy Sports Inside Slant for Week 10, Richard. Yes, indeed. We are Flieger and Briggs. Welcome to the Slant Inside the Asylum. And here it is, Week 10. And thank God, at least the bye week, bye week hell is over. But we still have Buffalo, Detroit, Indianapolis, and Oakland. A couple, some, well, actually three significant offenses still on the bye. Yeah, you heard it here first on Thursday, if you were listening to the Arena Sports Network, that Rick Briggs uh, recommended that you sit Derek Carr this week. So That's I right. think that was a good move. And right? I think you took Latavius Murray, which was an excellent advice. Absolutely. That's what you get here on this show. So, so you're welcome for that. But hey, you want to of the show 646-668-8488 at Asylum Football on Twitter, asylumfootball at gmail.com. Rick, the mailbag is full. We will get to that game predictions. Actually, a couple of games I might even consider watching this week, which has been rare for, for this season, quite frankly. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But, I mean, after that classic matchup on Thursday night, I don't think we can uh, degrade anymore on this Sunday. So. <laughs> well, that's true. That was a uh... That was a real barn burner there, and I, I found myself rooting for the for the Browns, who, who played decent for a half, and then. Uh... Well, and that's that's the thing. I find it hard to believe that you can, uh, you know, play that kind of football in the first half, and actually take a lead into the into the locker room. I mean, yeah, you may lose, but I mean, it was just like it was totally different team came out in the Browns uniforms and <laughs> just had no clue what to do out there. I think it's just a case. And this is why really these Thursday night games need to go. Baltimore is an older team. They got that short turnaround. They come back a little, it takes you a little while to get loosened up. You know what I mean? Reagan at about halftime, they got loosened up. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Isaiah Crowell owners rejoice. Basically, yeah. any owners rejoice. It was just a bad, bad football. Steve Smith had a nice game, got in the end zone, but really just nothing to speak of. No, there wasn't, and I am a Crowell owner and I actually started him in my flex. Hey, there's six and a half points, baby. You are welcome. Actually, uh, nine. Oh, he got nine? Yes. In, in PPR, our format, in our league of consequence, he was a little bit over nine. Ooh-wee. But, yeah, big deal. <laughs> Big deal indeed. All right, fresh across the wire here as we get into the headlines. It looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick will be out this week dealing with that. Uh, it was either a meniscus or an MCL, whatever it was, Rick. Uh, Bryce Petty to start for the Jets. Not good news for Brandon Marshall owners. Probably good news for Matt Forte owners. As a Brandon Marshall guy, I'm a, I'm a little little concerned here. I'm not sure how good it is for Matt Forte as well. I mean, Los Angeles uh... – is that you want to tap some more? I, I sound a little dead in my microphone, in my headphones. If you sound good, so I was making no, sure my microphone. You sound fine on mine, right. so quit hitting the microphone when I'm talking. All <laughs> well, right. Cleet took another day off. I thought he might be back today. Yeah, I wondered about a horse. I just can't understand where he's at. You I can't mean, hunt on Sundays in Pennsylvania, so I thought well, he'd apparently, be. Apparently, well, we'll get to that off air. But um, oh, anyway, Los Angeles, their you know their defense, you know, pretty fair. They put eight in a box and say, okay, Bryce Petty beat us. You know, I, I, I don't see a whole lot of uh, 
greatness from Matt Forte either. Well, it, it could just be downright ugly. So that does affect my game picks. I had provisional picks on that game, so so I know which way to go now. We'll get to that. I'm just flipping through the breaking news before I read what I had what I had prepared late last night. I didn't see anything else big that has come across, so let's hop right into it. I think this is big. Rick Doug Martin looking like he is going to return to the lineup this week versus the Bears. Of course, Jaquiz Rogers is out. Peyton Barber will be the, the immediate backup as Anton Smith was also out. They've struggled. So they say Doug Martin should be active. However, they're going to let him test it in pregame warm-up. So something I guess you have to keep an eye on. I got to tell you, Rick, when we go through the mailbag, like Michael Thomas, and whether well, it's two or three names, that that's all we got last week. This week, it's Doug Martin. So let's just say he gives it a go. All right, we, we can't predict right now whether or not it's going to be tight or he's going to be unable to go in pregame warm-ups. If he goes, your general feeling, Rick, about Doug Martin? Um, I'm not all that – look, I waited and waited, and I finally dumped Doug Martin before he started practicing for a ham sandwich. If and, I recall. um, well, actually I got, uh, Dontro Inman out of the deal, which, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get to him a little bit Looks later for on this week with Looks- Travis Benjamin banged up. And of course we, you know, Keenan Allen, you know, out of that lineup. And we saw Inman develop a little bit of chemistry with Phil Rivers last year. So, um, anyway, that aside, the point being with, with Doug Martin is, you can feel hopeful, yeah. But if you're a five and four team, if you're a, you know even a six and three, you know you're right in the midst of your playoffs. Somewhere along the line, you've picked up I don't know a Jordan Howard or mm-hmm. um, a Rashad Jennings. Somewhere along the line, then that's supplemented your running game. If you're in a pretty key matchup, I'll put the question to you. How far down into the NFL database, so we say, are you starting to bench people to start Doug Martin? Yeah, I mean, I'd start any of those Giants guys. You bring up Rashad Jennings, you know, I'm I'm thinking Perkins is going to take more and more of this work. But I I start Martin over either of those guys. But I'll tell you, I started Jordan Howard over a Doug Martin. I think that's pretty obvious, though, right? Well, true, yeah. I think he's a must-start. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find other guys that, that may be the line. I think I, I, I play a Chris Ivory over a Doug Martin, probably a Doug Martin over a, a T.J. Yeldon. But I think that's the that's the level he's on, about T.J. Yeldon in below, somewhere in that mix is where I'm I'm looking right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's so iffy. You know this cat, if, if he was going to be off two to three weeks with a hammy. He's been off for what, six or seven? Yeah, that's what I'm stuck It on. really worries me, his availability. I, I don't know how much work they're going to give him. They're going to try to ha- – certainly, I would think, try to test it out. They're going against yeah, mid-level rush defense. Chicago, they're 14th against a rush. Not that bad. I just don't think – I don't know. I, I'm really dubious about it. You know how I am coming yeah, off these kind of you're conservative injuries. Yeah, my biggest concern would be if they had just been extra cautious with it or it took a little longer to heal and we got into this uh, seven weeks, eight weeks, whatever it's been, I might be less concerned if that makes sense. But it was came back sort of a little late but closer to a normal timetable. 
re-injured it in practice and started the process all over again. Well, you that wonder was the thing, a setback, right? Uh, yeah, we yeah. still don't know what a setback means. No, I mean, did he stub his toe? Did he re-injure the hammy? Right. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, so we'll get to it. It is all through the mailbag, Rick. So we'll we'll have a little more uh, a little yeah. more context to, to discuss that. And uh, we we know I'm sure we'll hear about this. This pops up in the mailbag a few times, although I filtered a lot of these ones out based on my opinion on it. Rick Dion Lewis activated from the pup list, and looks like he will be active for the Seahawks. Folks have been had this date circled on their calendar all season since he reaggravated that knee injury. I'm uh, I'm not as excited as everyone else, Rick. The Whaley Garrett Blunt running the ball. They're using James White well. I think Deion Lewis steps in. He gets his little chunk of that work, obviously. He's going to have a couple big games here and there, but I'm not sure that's who they are right now, and I certainly don't think he's going to step in and be in any type of number one or even 1B running back role. No, they're the best team in the league, and I don't think they're going to go away from what they've been doing. And Dion Lewis, I you know I hate to hang these tags on him, but th- I mean this cat is he's injury prone. Would you quit banging that <laughs> microphone around every time I'm talking? But I think he's injury prone, and I you know you I don't like to hang tags on that, but it seems like he's always hurt, right? And or he's coming back, and right now I don't think they need him. No, look, they'll use them. I mean, if they'll you activate it off the pop, I understand that. But how much work are you going <clears> to <throat> give him when you got Legarrette Blunt? You're seven and one. You got Tom Brady. You've got all these weapons. White, as you mentioned, has been quitting himself quite well. I. The point is, Rick, you don't know. I no, mean, you, you don't you know. Take, he is a weapon. If, if healthy and on the field, he's a legitimate weapon. Yes, he is. And they'll work him into the game plan and somewhere in the next month, he will be a big focus of the game plan. I don't know when that's going to be. Nobody knows when that's going to be. So especially for this week, I'm really taking a wait and see, you know, unless you're a, we, we got one question where a guy's a, a Frank Gore and a, right. I think he had Frank Gore, Theo Riddick and uh, Latavius yeah, Murray were his off. running backs. And so, you know, is it all right to start Dion Lewis? Well, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's on your waiver wire, but yeah, in that huh. situation. But other than that, you find yourself in a bye week situation. I'm just pumping the brakes. And I don't know when I ever get him in my lineup because you just, there's going to be a game where he's going to have 18 touches and he's going to have multiple touchdowns. It's mostly going to be through the air and it's going to look amazing. You don't know when it's going to come and it's not likely to come again for a few weeks after that happens just because of who Bill Belichick is. If anything, this muddies the waters for everybody up there. You've been able to trust LeGarrette Blount 100%. You've been able to trust James White, at least in a touchdown capacity, for the last several weeks. Now all these guys, now you throw Deion Lewis in the mix, now we're back to where we were last year in the last several years in a Belichick offense where you don't know what in the world to do with the, with the running back. No, you don't. I mean, one thing that I've come to feel more comfortable with, especially against a defense like Seattle, I feel much more comfortable with LeGarrette Blunt, yeah, oh, than certainly. starting a Deion Lewis, right, right. So I mean, that's where I'm at on him, and we'll get to him, I'm sure, in the mailbag many times. But we might as well go to the phone line. Looks like uh, we've got a caller on there, and I bet I know who it All is. All right, let me run to the control room here. All right, I think I can bring him up here. Why didn't I? There he comes. Is the caller there? <laughs> hey, good morning, gentlemen. We got Jersey here. There's, there's, there's old Jersey. How are hey, you? Junior, 
good. Junior needs a voice. He's working seven to seven shift this weekend. Uh, quick question. He, he's got he's got Prescott and he's and he's got in the cop league and you get a point for every twenty yards passing, uh, bonus points for three hundred yards, you know, and six points for a touchdown. He's got Prescott. He's got Roethlisberger. You're hearing that Roethlisberger usually played good at home. He never played good in in his first game back, which was last week. So my son played Prescott. Prescott gave like thirty some points to maybe twenty some Ben got. Since Ben's at home going against Prescott, do you like Ben Roethlisberger starting, or do you like Prescott? I think I'd have to go. I think I'd have to go with Ben to be honest with you. It's okay. You said he doesn't seem to play well in his game back. And, of course, he always stinks against Baltimore. I think he's got that out of his system. Everybody seems to be hopping on on the Pittsburgh offense this week. I'm tending to believe it a little bit. Um, And, you know, I I think they tend to play better against good teams. I'm going with Ben. Yeah, historically, and we've seen this a lot, Ben is really, really bad in that first week back from injury. And he is equally as good. That second game back is he is bad in the first. You're still missing two key pieces of that Dallas secondary. And let's be honest, look, Prescott's going to have a nice game. Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a big game. So Steelers are going to be chasing. I think we see a whole lot of offense. The weather's good here in western Pennsylvania today. So I think it's Ben. I don't think you can go wrong with Prescott, but the upside's all with Ben, and the floors are about equal. And he needs upside. He needs upside because right now, the guy he's playing, one or the other, he's a sergeant. They actually, uh, he got like uh, 14 points from Baltimore's defense. I got 26 from him, and he's like, I'm in. Uh, so, you know, he's got Seattle's defense, which could get roughed up this week because Buffalo's on a bye. And the only other good defense you could maybe pick up is San Diego, but they're going against Miami and San Diego. You never know what that game's going to bring. So, I guess he's got to stay with Seattle. But, yeah, he does have Roethlisberger in there now. So, I'll tell him to keep Seattle because – Who's dropping Buffalo for San Diego? I don't know if that's a smart thing right now. Um, also, in my league, you know, it's a point every 25 yards receiving. You get actually little bonus points, maybe couple, maybe three, four, five points if you hit 300 yards or more. I got at Boyles and I got Cousins on the bench because I have the Vikings defense. I did pick up Jay Cutler out of what was available. Well, I could have got Flacco, but who knows? Flacco proved me right the first half where he was going to be a loser, and then he went off in the second <laughs> half. Just like Steve Smith. I sat Steve Smith. I figured, oh, he ain't going to – I said he could or couldn't because in my standard league, I was going to play him, but I have um, um, Rashid Matthews from the Titans and Devontae Adams playing because I have Rodgers as my quarterback. Well, I sat Steven Smith, just picked him off the waiver wire, you know, before Thursday's game, and he ended up giving 12 points. But I thought the way Flacco was playing at him, I said, oh, great pick, man. Sat, you know, didn't pick Flacco up or pick Cutler up, and Smith wasn't doing anything. Um, do I keep Cutler in my lineup, or do I? T- I don't want to go Bortles. Or do I take a chance with Cousins going against my Vikings defense that I'm playing this week in that league instead of Cutler? You know, the funny thing is, Jersey, I am in exactly the same position you are. <laughs> I've got Cousins and Bortles, and I have been uh, desperately juggling this in my head. Right now, I've got Bortles in there because. You know, they tend to play the the division fairly tough, and he's king of garbage time. I have been really debating on whether to dump him and pick up Cutler, to be honest with you. So, I'm sticking sticking with Bortles. But I'll tell you what, I I don't think that that's a bad move, you picking up Cutler. Yeah, as a dispassioned observer, uh, (laughs) because you two clearly have skin. (laughs) 
I like Cutler in this one. I don't think Cousins is going to be that bad. And uh, I'll me neither, for, me this re- for this reason, right. they're going to be throwing the ball on. He is going to turn it over. My only right. reason for starting Cousins is with Trent Williams starting that suspension this week and nobody protecting his blind side. I'm really, really worried about that. Plus, Deshaun Jackson being out of that game. So, there's a lot of big play right. potential yeah. out of there. So, it comes down to Bortles and Cutler. I think, I think I start Cutler here just based on the matchup down there in Tampa Bay. It's still sort of that excitement with, with Alshon Jeffrey being healthy. He gets Zach Miller back involved. I just don't right. foresee – I don't foresee a scenario where Chicago goes down there and doesn't score 26, 27 points. I just, the way that Tampa plays ball at home, Tampa's going to score too. I'm loading up on on players from both of these teams this week. You know, Bortles has a decent little matchup himself, but we've seen him struggle in these matchups. So I think your your safest play here, it sounds crazy to say, but your safest play for a, Safety from disaster is going to be Jay Cutler, and I can't believe I just had to say that. Why not? I, I, I'm thinking yeah, well, the same thing, and I don't know what to do. But then I look back to when Cutler was playing. You know, they lost twenty three fourteen. Then they lost twenty nine fourteen. You know, they lost thirty one seventeen. It just seemed, like, of course, Hoyer was in at that time. But those first two games of the year, it was just like he was so disinterested. You just don't know when he's going to get constipated. And, and just, right. you know, say, I don't want to play anymore. I believe and Houston scares me to death. When you look at Bortles, though, Houston's only given up 13 or 14 points per week to fantasy quarterbacks. So, and, right. and Bortles, we've seen him bust out against a lot worse matchups than That's that. That's true. So, I really think <laughs> it comes down to Cousins or Cutler for me. I'm going to err on the side of Cutler based on the matchup. But Bortles isn't even in the conversation for me. And I've been, I've been using Cousins most of the week. So, like the week that – uh, like last week, I had I had to go with Bortles and he, or whatever it was because Cousins was on a bye. But Cousins seems to be consistent against some teams. Well, he's throwing 300 yards, maybe two touchdowns and a pick. So he's giving you 25 points or whatever in that leg because um, they throw. I, I have Jordan Reed, and then I also have Allen Robinson, but league's been good. Like you said, Bortles gets most of his points, which I could care less, in the second half. But like you said, um, the two, the, the three that I have, the better matchup, like he says, Cutler, but then he does scare me. Is he going to go off? And I was going to pick up Flacco, but I'm like, holy crap, Flacco didn't do anything against Pittsburgh, who stinks against the pass. Again, it was a division game, don't get me wrong, and so was the Cleveland game, but I, I didn't expect uh, Flacco to, to throw like he did. He didn't do any of that stuff until the second half, mostly in the fourth quarter, he, where he, he got all his points and stuff. So, like you said, it, it's a crapshoot, and I that's my biggest dilemma every week is, do I go Bortles or Cousins? And I've been kind of rolling with Cousins with most of the teams, but me having Minnesota's defense, I guess I could pick up the difference if he has a good game or vice versa. But I want to try to get a good game from my defense and quarterback, you know. So I should be okay in this league um, with the point if everything plans out right. I think I have about a 40 point where I could be ahead based off my guys do what they want to do. But you can't always go by those leagues and say this is what you're going to do, you know what I mean? Because some underperform, some overperform. Uh, players, so all right, I'll do it. I'll do it that way there. I know Junior told me to thank you. Like I said, he went in this morning. He'll leave at six thirty. He said, "Yo, Dad, ask him do I go with Rogers or do I go with Roethlisberger or do I go with with Prescott?" So he had Rogers in there. So I'll tell him to keep it. Thanks, guys. You have a nice weekend. Have a safe one. Look forward to talking to you next Sunday. Thanks for the advice. We both appreciate. it. All right, good to hear from you, Jersey. Take thank care, you so Jersey. Much. Yep. Take care. All right, man. All right, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, there we go. 
into the chat room or do I carry on here? Just carry on. All right. I am uh I'm seriously debating about making we're right on live here. I'm I'm seriously <laughs> making that pickup. I don't know. I'm I'm Cutler scares me to death. It's not like I really feel great with no, portals. No, no. But I see you say you have cousins as well, right? See, have, for me, this is between cousins and Cutler. I, Bortles isn't even a part of this conversation for me, Ray. I, clearly, you disagree. I don't. I, I. It's cousins or Cutler for me. It's just I don't even consider Bortles in this situation. I know, but you're always wrong. Well, that's <laughs> that's a fair point too. <laughs> the way this season is gone, <laughs> you may want to avoid whatever I think. So. But that's where I'm at here. So while you consider that, I'm going to fly through it here. Kristen Michael, questionable versus the Patriots. Injured that hamstring in Friday's practice. This is a guy I'm going to recommend avoiding all week, even if he does give it a go. That's a pretty short turn on that injury. That injury came in actually two hours after the official injury reports had to be out. So I think you, you saw no interest in running the ball number one at all last week. Prosites getting equal or more work last week, even before the injury. So you put this in. Kristen Michael is nobody I'm messing with. I've been feverishly going through trying to get a James Starks update because that's very meaningful to Ty Montgomery owners, obviously. Still considered a game-time decision from everything I've seen. Lamar Miller going to play with that shoulder injury versus the Jaguars. Spencer Ware, he's coming back from that concussion. He's out of the protocol versus the Panthers. Got a lot of questions on Spencer Ware. Panthers number three rush defense in the league, but Spencer Ware, that, that Chiefs team can seem to seemingly run on pretty much anybody with Spencer Ware. T- tough call there with the bye weeks. I don't know if you can get away with sitting a Spencer Ware. I, I don't know what to make of him. I don't think I would sit him. I, I know Carolina has that defense, but, you know, Kansas City has defense too. This could be a – you know, look, Jeremy Macklin's out. Right. I mean, you're going to max. You have to maximize your weapons. So, yeah, I mean, I think Ware is a must start. And I'm not looking at so much as the prospects of big numbers against Carolina, but I think he's going to see a lot of the football and be a big part of the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a temper your expectations sort of deal, right? But obviously, Spencer Ware's a stud. And I think he's going to be the running back there in Kansas oh, City for the long time. Let's see. I'm just I looking just, at – FYI, I just made the move, and I put Cutler in my lineup. I, I, I think I like it. And, Jersey, if you're still listening, I'm coming after you and Flieger if he lays an egg. All right. Well, let's look at this. Let's start with Bortles. All right. I, I just wanted to throw this out there, Rick. This is from I, I know one of the major websites, NFL.com, whoever the writer is on this. The, Heat, the Texans have allowed only six touchdown passes and an average of 13 fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. So, how much fear do you have with what we've seen out of Blake Bortles for three and a half quarters of every game? Six touchdowns. I believe we're in week 10. So, I don't know how much you can expect from Blake Bortles. Kirk Cousins, conversely, you look at the Vikings. They've given up eight touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks and only 12 and a half fantasy points per game. So, I don't think – now, look, we start throwing Jay Cutler stats around. That may hurt my argument here. But I, I think you're your biggest upside there, right? Well, I think the upside is is in Tampa Bay's defense throughout the year has yeah. given up. I think the, I think it's like the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. I think that's what did it for me. Not so much as well. I really like Jay Cutler. He, you know, and Elshon Jeffrey and all that. That doesn't really thrill me all that much. But I just think that the matchup defense 
is the key to it. He is with what you said with Williams going on suspension. Right. That scares me about Cousins. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially against Minnesota. Yeah. So and I th- I think what you're looking for here is your best uh, I think you're going to see yardage out of all three and you may actually see Cutler finish third in terms of yardage, but it's week 10 where I'm we're trying to get in the playoffs. I'm looking for multiple touchdowns. That's where Jay Cutler to Zach Miller, Jay Cutler to Alshon Jeffrey in the back of the end zone. I think that's where Jay Cutler separates himself against a defense who just can't stop anybody. Just, I mean, well, just, I am certainly hoping so because I made the move and and Jay Cutler, you better go for a win, boy. A, yeah, win, yeah, when <laughs> are you going to start playing like? You should be able to. I, I'm, I'm believing that he's not constipated again this week. It'll take him a couple more weeks to get fully constipated, and I'm buying into Jay Cutler. All right, where are we at on this list here? Tevin Coleman out this week against the Eagles. There's another hamstring that's taking a lot longer than I expected. Loving what we get out of Devontae Freeman, but Tevin Coleman out. But uh, JJ, this one's interesting, Rick. I'm curious, do you even buy it? And if you buy it, is is this something? His name comes up in the mailbag a lot as well. J.J. Nelson has been named by Bruce Arians. You don't hear this often. He has been named as the number two wide receiver behind Larry Fitzgerald over both John Brown and Michael Floyd. Well, yeah. And, and you know, yeah, I'm pulling the curtain back. He was one of my uh, starts oh, for so the I just week. I blew that up for Yeah, you. thanks. I appreciate that. But anyway, <laughs> no, I, I – look – Michael Floyd's been playing all year. He stinks. He hasn't done anything. Oh, dropping balls. It's not yeah. like he's not been targeted. Right. I mean, and I, Brown, I don't know what his story is, if he's injured or whatever. He's expected I, to go this week. But, yeah, he's been hurt all year. Yeah. So, I think you but, put that aside. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I really like um, J.J. Nelson as a flex or maybe a WR3 going into this week. Yeah, I think you see a lot of them. And they, they have a good matchup this week against San Francisco. I think everybody on that Carolina – or on that – Arizona, excuse me, that Arizona offense gets to eat a little bit this week after you've seen what's happened. Uh, Jarvis Landry, he is going to be a go this week versus the Chargers dealing with that shoulder injury. Will Fuller, very questionable with that knee injury. We've already seen a lot of talk of Braxton Miller being moved up as Jalen Strong is out and Will Fuller's very questionable. So we'll have to keep an eye out for him. Travis Benjamin, doubtful. Looks like he's going to be out against the Dolphins. Rick, you mentioned that a little bit earlier. Jeremy Macklin out, you mentioned that. All right, Darius Hayward Bay and Marcus Wheaton both out for the Steelers. Sammy Coates practice all week. He will go, but he's got that busted up hand and couldn't catch the ball when his hands are good. None of that has true, true serious fantasy impact. I only bring that up, Rick, talk about Eli Rogers. We got over 100 yards last week, granted mostly in garbage time. Well, everything the Steelers did was in garbage time yeah. last week. But you're looking at probably the – third option in this offense. You got Antonio Brown. I always consider Le'Veon Bell the second option in the passing game. I think we see Eli Rogers as a possession slot receiver in a game where I'm believing, and we'll get to it, we'll talk about it more in the game picks, that the Steelers are going to move the ball and they're going to score some points. Eli Rogers is a guy I got my eye on this week. Yeah, this certainly could be a shootout today. Pittsburgh can't seem to stop the run, obviously, because of uh, you know, we saw what happened with our boy. Ajayi. Oh, Santa made it. Hit the wrong button there. <laughs> Santa made an appearance. I guess it's Ajayi. <laughs> because of Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus actually, uh, yeah, that was not uh, a gift the Steelers got, that's for sure. 
Oh man, we 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 get to use that pretty soon. We got to figure out what we're doing over the holidays. As the NFL schedule's all screwed up with yeah, you know what I'll be doing Christmas and New Year's being on a Sunday. So we can stay stay tuned. We'll figure out what we're doing, if anything, with the inside slant. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think Eli Rogers is. Look, I've trusted him before. I've recommended him as a start, and it, it's bit me. You know, with but I think you take Darius Hayward Bay out. He's been that sort of surprise next option the numbers haven't really been there but he's been on the field a lot i think eli rogers is on the field most most plays which which makes all the difference in the world in that offense yeah and the thing is sammy Coates, if he could start catching something oh good just yeah. add such a dimension but we don't know what we're going to get so i yeah eli rogers certainly hey let's go to the chat room ppr flex cole beasley Tavon austin I'm done ever trusting Tavon Austin. He he can he can throw together one here and there and surprise you, but that's just the point. It's a surprise. Who in the world, Rick's going to cover cover Cole Beasley for the Steelers today? Well, I don't know, especially when you got Des Bryant in there as well and yeah, Ezekiel no. Elliott and so forth. Yeah, he could run around. He could get eight catches today Cole easily. Be- Cole Beasley feels like the kind of guy that's going to torture. They don't have anybody in in the linebacker core to cover anyone coming out of the slot, you know, you got to try and take away Dez. Yeah. Th- this is cool. Cole Beasley. And I, I don't think it's all that close. No, I'm, right? the, I'm the same. No, you always couch it with every once in a while, Rick, right? Tavon Austin has 112 total yards. He gets going in the running game a little bit and two touchdowns. Yeah. The matchup isn't that bad. It could happen, but I, I'm just done. Especially at this point in the year, I am absolutely not trusting Tavon Austin. I agree. All right, let, let's get back to it here as I choked to death. Deshaun Jackson, he's going to be out versus the Vikings. We talked about that earlier. No word yet. I have been efforting feverishly, Rick Allen Hearns. Just, a, just another disadvantage for Kirk Cousins going back to our quarterback right. discussion. Take away that deep downfield threat. Now, I think you're going to see a whole lot of Jordan Reed. And, and I'll tell you what, if I was – I like the tight end position there in Washington. If I, if I was looking for a deep, deep play – maybe trying to save some money in a daily league or I'm really hurting for a flex position. Like we talked about earlier, the folks maybe having to play Dion Lewis in their flex. Vernon Davis is a guy I might pick up and stick in a flex position because they're going to move the ball a little bit. I think it's going to be done with the tight ends, quite frankly. Vernon Davis has almost become their deep threat on that that inside cross. We've seen him hit on that a couple of times. Just a little nugget to throw out there, a real desperation move. Don't sit him down over anybody legitimate, but a real desperation move. Vernon Davis is a guy I've got my eye on today. Yeah. No doubt about that. So, Alan Hearns, he, he's he been practicing, but it's still in the protocol. We will know at some point this morning. I've been watching out for that. Haven't seen any words yet. Uh, Ladarius Green will be active for the for the Steelers against the Cowboys. Don't really bring that up for any fantasy implication. Just bring it up to make you angry, Rick, because you just you have this inexplicable hatred for Ladarius Green. No, actually, I don't. I just um, state facts about Ladarius Green, and I don't think that uh, – you know, he'd never lived up to his potential in San Diego to take over for Antonio Gates. He, he's banged up a lot. Look, the, the guy has some talent, but long-term, he's still not the answer. I mean, this is still going to be Jesse James's gig. I mean, he could certainly, you know, provide a little bit of depth and change of pace. You know, maybe two tight end sets here and there's, you know, and, and switch things up for Ben, especially with some of these wide receivers banged up. But – 
yeah, I mean, I'm just not all that impressed with Ladarius Green. I'm I'm a little more excited about it. We'll take a wait and see. I don't want to get into Ladarius Green discussion this morning. Last two, uh, Hunter Henry, a game-time decision with that knee. Uh, Antonio Gates owners keeping an eye on that. And Jacob Tammy is out with the shoulder considering surgery. So if Austin Hooper, for whatever reason, hasn't been picked up in your league yet, pick him up he is a touchdown machine anytime he gets on the field so so i'm like an austin hooper all right rick let's get to it starts and sits i have a feeling we've already discussed half of them but let's go through what we have yeah okay well i mean i just reiterate the one start that i had and that was jj nelson i thought he was a pretty good uh play going into this week uh you know we saw john brown we saw michael floyd they're just been well brown's more or less been banged up but floyd's been abysmal and you need a compliment on the other side of Fitzgerald. Absolutely, and so, it's a good place to be. Fitzgerald is, is is healthy. The bye week got him off the injury report. Michael Floyd can't catch anything. John Brown's going to play today, but he's been a disappointment. Nelson gives him that deep threat, and I think this is the type of game where Arizona going at home against San Francisco coming off a bye. They want to prove a point that, that we're still around and we're going to make a push here in the second half. And this is a good team to, to do it against right exactly. going up against San Francisco. I'll start at the quarterback position, Rick. I will tell you one of my two quarterbacks I have as starts this week is Jay Cutler against the Bucks, so that should make you feel much better. Yeah, boy, I, I may drop in, pick uh, Bortles back up. And, and to go back to uh, Junior's question, although I still think I take Ben over him, I had Dak Prescott as an absolute lock down start you know, over a lot of these other guys we've discussed this morning. I got Dak Prescott as a top 12 quarterback this week well, I'll tell you what, I'm I starting him over Kirk Cousins in, in one league I know that well, while you're on the quarterback situation you know especially uh you know Andrew Luck Derek, uh, David Carr owner Derek Carr owners David uh sorry there Derek how does uh, David have to feel getting the hell beat out of him for eight seasons watching Derek go behind a good offensive line and thrive I'm, I'm sure he's probably happy he's healed up now and, and his little brother doesn't have to go through what he did <laughs> But with, you know, some of these guys off, Matt Stafford's also off. You know, Andy Dalton, I, I think, is a pretty good start playing New York Giants. Um, this could turn into a um, pretty high-scoring affair. And, you know, you happen to have him on the waiver wire or stash on your bench. I think Andy Dalton's a decent start. He does nothing but put up numbers. He <clears throat> doesn't win a lot of football games. He turns the ball over a good bit. But he puts up numbers, and I, I don't know who in New York's going to slow down A.J. Green. Now you got Tyler Eifert back. I'm excited about that. I'm starting Tyler Eifert over Travis Kelsey this week in the League of Consequence. Hoping that doesn't burn me, but yeah, I, I like Andy Dalton there. At the running back position, you're going to notice the theme throughout my starts and sits. I got Jordan Howard going against the Bucks. I think he has a huge game. I think Jordan Howard's a must-start anyway. Well, yeah, and I, frankly, yeah I think we've, we've reached that point. Darren Sproles going up against the Falcons. He's become the focal point of that Eagles offense as Carson Wentz begins to struggle a little bit. He's starting to look more and more like a rookie, unlike Dak Prescott as the year's gone on. They're getting the ball in Darren Sproles' hands, and he's making plays, and that, that Falcons defense can be had a little bit. So I really, really like Darren Sproles this week. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I mentioned earlier another start that I have, Dontrell Inman. Yeah. Um, Travis Benjamin banged up. Of course, we already know Keenan Allen's been gone. Hunter Henry banged up a little bit. Tyrell Williams, it looks like he's going to go, but he's been questionable yeah. all week. Inman's the only healthy receiver they have. Yeah, and fortunately, you know, he did develop a little bit of chemistry with um, Phil Rivers last year. 
you know, he's been getting a little more increased playing time. I, I, I like him going uh, this week, going into – oh, actually, they're at home, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah they are at home against Miami. Yeah, yeah. Hosting, okay. hosting the Dolphins. So, uh, not a bad secondary, but, you know, a team that can be had. Yeah, I, I think so, too. So, And I'm going to go uh, with a sit here. We saw the emergence out of hibernation last week. Going against that Denver front, I don't like Mark Ingram this week. No, that's a guy, and we had basically, I'd I'd put him in the casket, and I'd had him half lowered into the ground heading into last week, and just goes absolutely bananas against that bad San Francisco defense. This is a different animal here. They're angry. If you're that Broncos off defense, how angry are you that front seven, the way you just got manhandled? by the Oakland Raiders on national TV. I, I don't think they let that happen again. I think Drew Brees is going to get his. Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees to a degree. It isn't going to be through the running game. And I think you see Tim Hightower out in pass patterns a lot more than you see Mark Ingram running into the left side of that line because it's just Denver, they're too good. They're not going to let that happen again. I agree. Hey, let's go to the phone lines. I hope it's not a Kobe Fleener question, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, see what we got here. Go ahead, Dean. Hey, what's up, guys? Oh, man. It's it is Kobe kind Fleener. of a Fleener. It is, well, you know. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm starting Ty- Tyrell Williams. I like hearing that. Oh, now, look, man, I've been working on this thing. Dude, I got this guy in my league who has Eifert and Kelsey, and you know, Eifert's already had his bye. I'm trying to get Kelsey from him, but he just won't. And he needs a freaking running back, man. And I'm trying to give him Ty Montgomery but and Fleener, you know, in case he wants a backup. But he won't do it, man. But here's my question. I picked up C.J. Uh, Fedorowicz. I guess I'm going to play him this week. But this other dude has Zach Miller. You think I ought to make a run at Miller for today? Is offering Ty Montgomery too much for Miller? And would you just stick with C.J. Fedorowicz today? and just, Or would you go try to chase Miller? Now, if you can get Zach Miller, especially for this week, I, I'd make that move. I, Miller sort of backed off, almost disappeared uh, under Brian Hoyer to, to a degree. Jay Cutler and him seemed to have something. We really saw it last week. And, and to talk about Ty Montgomery a little bit, I truly believe it. I think we talked about this Thursday, if I remember right. If and when James Starks comes back and if he can stay on the field for more than six plays, which would be a new record, I believe, if he does, so it's a big if. I don't know what becomes of Ty Montgomery. They're going to try. they got to get back to a more traditional running style with Starks. And you see Jordy Nelson has woken up a little bit. You see what they're doing with Adams. You see what they're doing with Cobb. I think Ty Montgomery falls right back into a fourth wide receiver category. If you can sell on him while he's still high, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Starks this week. It may not be this week. But as you go forward into your fantasy playoffs, Montgomery becomes more and more of an afterthought. And if you can walk out of that with a Zach Miller, who I think is going to be a top, I don't know, 10, 10 to 12 tight end the rest of the way out, I would make that move in a heartbeat if you could get it done. Throw in Fleener, too. Maybe that will make him feel better. Everybody wants some Fleener. Yeah, well, he's got Gates, so he's not even playing Miller today. But, oh, yeah, he doesn't I mean, need I, him. I, you can get him for a Montgomery, I some, and I'd do it right now. There's some real retards in this league, man, because, <laughs> like, I I mean, the guy who's ahead of me in first place is playing this dude, and this guy won't eat. I don't know why he's playing Bilal Powell over freaking uh, Beckham. 
I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I'm the commissioner of this league, man. I feel like going into his lineup and setting it for him and putting Beckham <laughs> in and taking Powell out. What is this guy's record? He's in last place. He's he's terrible. No he's always, he always starts to get cute with crap, dude. He's just in last place, and he sucks. Well, that's not cute. That's very ugly. Hey, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd like to get him in the caveman league next year if we could. Yeah, oh, going my. back Going back to the uh, the Miller situation, I I agree with him. I don't think he's going to be as huge as what Rick says, but I think he's going to be very involved. And you look at uh, Chicago's schedule going forward. They have Tampa Bay. They have the Giants, Tennessee, San Francisco, Detroit. There are some defenses there that can be had, and um, I think that would be a good move. Yeah, well, how do you feel about Fedorowicz today? Not so hot, huh? Well, against what? He's playing, what, Jacksonville, I believe? Yeah. They've been vulnerable, yeah. vulnerable against tight ends. You know, and you got Kobe Fleener going up against against Denver. It's six of one, half dozen of the other. You almost want to just sit Fleener out of spite, don't you? <laughs> so Yeah, I, that, I'm done with him, man. Yeah, I, and I think I think Fedorowicz is is just fine in that position. But you know, you know Fleener's going to struggle. There's just no question about it. Uh, I'm looking it up here just out of curious, just out of curiosity. All season, the Broncos have given up two touchdowns and an average in a PPR league of six and a half fantasy points to a tight end. If you can get Fedorowicz in the end zone, he's probably going to have four or five catches. He's at minimum going to perform that. If he gets in the end zone, I think he has a bigger game. So, so yeah, I, I think I, I, I go with Fedorowicz there. It sounds odd to say he's just sort of so out of left field anymore. Dean, if I can get 10 points out of my tight end, I'm happy. And I'm, there's probably more chance Fedorowicz does that than, than a Fleener does. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going up against the king of the league, the entire – he's not in my division, but he's the king of the friggin' league. He's like 7-1. and one. This guy has Brady and Gronk and David Johnson. And now you guys just told me uh, Fitzpatrick's not playing. He's got the Rams defense. It's going to be – I don't – I'm not expected to win this week. That, well, actually, he's projected six points ahead of me. I got some good players. I got Miller, Gordon, A.J. Green, Rodgers, Booker. But it's going to be a tough one. Hey, Cameron Brate's out on the waiver wire. You don't, you wouldn't mess with him over Fedorowicz, would you? Uh, or Lance Kendricks? Definitely not messing with Kendricks. I don't think <laughs> I think you throw him in the same bag, right? You've already got Fedorowicz. Yeah, you can, I, sh- I might you can shake him up and pull one out, and if they <laughs> happen to be the high score out of that week, it wouldn't surprise you. But you just don't know which one would. I would just hang with Fedorowicz, to be honest with you. It's probably a safer play. Look, Jacksonville's defense isn't anything spectacular, you know, in in regular play, but it's not that bad. But, you know, in fantasy, they're horrifying. And, you know, I mean, they can be had. They don't give up a ton of points to tight ends, I don't believe. I don't have it right in front of me. But, I mean, he has as good a chance to score against Jacksonville, obviously, as any other one. So, uh, I think I'd just stick with him. Hey, you guys are from Pittsburgh. You think I ought to go out and just uh, speculate on Ladarius Green, go pick him up, and just wait? Well, you're just trying to make Rick mad. I would, yes. Rick is going to vehemently disagree. I don't I don't start him this week. Are you going to learn? <laughs> yes, I, I would certainly pick him up. Maybe – 
he, he's still going to be out there. Assuming he doesn't have a big week this week, I might. If you can't get the Zach Miller done, which again I highly recommend getting done, play play Fedorowicz this week, and then maybe maybe drop him or or Fleener for that matter, and pick up Green. I just I got a feeling Rick completely disagrees. I got a feeling this is a weapon that, that that team can use. I'm not ready for it this week. We could see the breakout, but he's a guy I, I wouldn't mind having the end of my bench heading into the playoffs. All right, guys, thanks a lot. I'm going to go try to chase down Miller. Go get him. And, uh, go get him. Get Montgomery off that roster. You don't need him. Yeah, well, I can. Oh, I'm not going to drop. I got. I got another bum I can drop. Uh, I'm going to. Well, I mean, in the trade. Him. In the trade, trade him away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm helping this dude. I mean, he, his running backs suck. He could use them today, and he's got Miller sitting on his friggin' bench. But yeah, he's go out in this league, man. If you can get him, that would that would be good. Um, everybody wins. You know, if you're gonna pick up Ladarius Green, you know, drop Kobe Fleener for him. I mean, <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Yeah, then I won't have to call you guys and ask about calling. Oh, no, yeah, how about Ladarius Green? <laughs> oh, you can still yeah, call. Yeah, you know what's going to happen. As soon as I drop Fleener, he's going to go for, oh, you yeah. know, two touchdowns and 80 yards and seven catches. Yeah, seven for 95 and two touchdowns the week you drop him. There's just absolutely no doubt about it. So why don't you do all the other Kobe Fleener owners in the world uh, solid and do it? <laughs> yeah, okay, man. All right, you guys have a good day. Thank you. All right, All thanks, right Dean. Dean. Take Good care, buddy. This week. All right, to ra- wrap up the uh, sit portion of the show here, Rick, let's do that real quick, and we'll get into our game picks. Well, we have to get to the chat Well, room. let's do that first. Yes, Much more we important. have a standard. All right. Gurley or Osiata? So, let's. I'm going to go with – That's who I was about to sit. <laughs> I was, too. So, we'll go to the sit. Sit Todd Gurley. Well, I tell you, do you go with Osiata? I mean, I don't like – you know, Gurley's giving it a go, right? Yes, from everything I've heard. Dealing with a thigh. I don't like that. A running back dealing with a thigh. Um, Here's the thing. I understand why the question's being asked. Matt Asiata against that Redskins rush defense, it's really, really bad. I think they try to establish McKinnon. You're looking at a 50-50 split. Todd Gurley, you, you have trouble running on the Jets. Can we? Re- I know you like Asiata over McKinnon, but you have to grant me that McKinnon's going to be involved. They're, they're not yeah, going to come out and roll out Osiata 75% of the he's snaps. Going it's to not going to happen. But yeah, yeah, right. You know, go uh, McKinnon, he could be limping off after two well, carries, too. What's the possibility of that? You know, yeah. I like Osiata with Gurley. I, I just don't like Gurley this year. They don't have to stop anybody but Todd Gurley on this team. And they've been doing it all year. Now he's banged up. Give me Osiata. He's involved in the pass game more. I'm going Osiata. We've had matchups where – so I, I don't think we're going to be much help here. We've had matchups where it looked like, all right, here, here's where we're going to get Asiata rolling. And it's just really, really str- – last week against Detroit, I thought would be a nice game for Asiata. Neither him or McKinnon did anything. So is an injured, bad girly versus a good run defense <clears throat> you know what high-end play shoot for the moon plays Asiata. if you're if you're firmly in the playoffs i think you roll girly but you know what i'm going to give it to you rick but 51 49 if i'm chasing points 
which I suspect we may be doing if we're even asking this question. Throw Asiata out there and hope for a touchdown, I guess is what I do, right? Because if they can get the ball inside the 10, they're going to be able to run it in against that bad Redskins defense. So I'm going to agree. I really hate it, but I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to go Asiata. I mean, it, it's tough, no doubt about it. But, you know, Todd Gurley's best fantasy performance this year was 85 yards and two touchdowns against Tampa Bay. And he has not had over 100 yards all year. He's got three touchdowns, period, and he had two in one game against Tampa Bay. Right now, you know, Gurley is just Gurley. You may get around 10 points. Unless he gets into the end zone, you may creep up around 14, 15, something like that. I think at least with Osiot against Washington, I think they'll be in the red zone a lot. I don't know. I just think he's probably just the best play. Yeah, it's it's less about Gurley, Rick. I mean, look, I am he was my number one sit of the week. You know, I thought right. I was being clever with it. You had it. And then of course the first question you get, it's more of an indictment on Osiata who you know, we had that big debate. It looked like you won for about a half of the first game after that debate. Now just they, they absolutely can't run the ball. That offensive line is a Travisham mockery there in Minnesota it as is. well. But the matchup's so much better. Osiata's healthy. Know, it's that thigh injury that bothers me with Todd Gurley. A thigh injury, even if he goes out and gives it a go, you're, that thigh's going to get hit on every play. How how long can he roll with that? And that's the only reason, really, I'm going with Asiata. I'm with you. I don't think he's going to do anything spectacular. You look at his best day on the year, it's 55 yards. Right. So, I agree with you there. I'm not thrilled with Asiata. Well, I tell you. I'm going to take the health here. I'm going to take the health. Yeah, and, go th- with and the matchup with Washington, I think, yeah. just a little bit. It's very close. Based on health and matchup, Todd Gurley's giving you nothing. You've survived to this point without him. So what's one more, right? What's one more? All right, standard. We need two from Sanders, Robinson, Benjamin. I have to go Sanders and Robinson because Benjamin, I believe, is out. Correct? I'm thinking they mean Kelvin. Oh, yeah. that's. Oh, yeah. Kelvin. I'm assuming. That's if it's true. Travis, yes, yes, that's yes. real easy, but I'm assuming they yes. mean Kelvin. I um, apologize, yes. All right. So. And it is dazed and confused, so it's probably a flex play or something with oh, these guys. This, you know, this with is him. Fourth, fourth wide receiver. <laughs> All right. So you, you got Emmanuel Sanders in New Orleans. So you have to make that play. As bad as Trevor Simeon's been, right? You probably have to make that play. I got to go Benjamin over Robinson. Yeah. If it, yeah. Can you trust Robinson? No, and, and I'll, I'll put it to you because yeah, you me, are I, all in on this cat at I the know beginning a, of the year. I know a thing or two about Allen Robinson. Yeah, for me, based on matchups, Benjamin's, I think, the obvious one here. I think they, they find him more and more as this team gets going, and I, I like the chances. Of, I like Carolina's fortunes, even against that Kansas City defense today. I really do. We'll, we'll talk about that when we pick the games. This comes down to Sanders and Robinson. We talked about all our concerns for Blake Bortles right? The, the way opposing quarterbacks struggle against that Houston defense. And Robinson's going to be, you know, this has become Jersey brought up Marquise Lee, who we've never talked about, who's been putting up Allen Robinson's at least 75% of his numbers every week. So yeah, for this one, I get Kelvin Benjamin out there, just too big, uncoverable. And based on matchup, I like Emmanuel Sanders over, over Allen Robinson. Yeah, and that's just another, 
another point. Yeah, I'm with you. It's Sanders and Benjamin. It's just another point against Robinson. We talked about a few weeks ago that Alan Hearns was actually performing every bit as good as Alan Robinson was in that offense. He's been banged up a little bit. Marquise Lee's been maturing and picking it up. So, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing right now until Robinson goes out and posts 130 yards and two touchdowns. You can really say, oh, yeah, Allen Robinson's right. back. Yeah, I got to the point two weeks ago, I believe I said on the air, Rick, that I was going to take a wait and see, and I'd get burnt once if Allen Robinson was really going to turn around. Coming off a 7-for-70 and a touchdown performance last week, still not what you expected from an Allen Robinson. And I think I think we see – uh, Emmanuel Sanders really involved today. I think they, they've got to get everything right. The defense is ticked off. Simeon's been bad. This is an opportunity to, to get yourself healthy, get the ship right it, it, for their playoff run. So I, I think uh, I think I like Emmanuel Sanders there. All right, Rick, let's get to where are we. Oh yeah, we're we're well past time for our game picks. Let's get to it. I know I'm very proud. I'm off to a one and zero start against all odds, Rick. I took Baltimore over Cleveland. Amazingly, I did too. We're on the ball today, yeah, so you, you, you all what. better pay attention. You, you guys are all in the right place. The asylum is rolling today. All right, Rick, we were just talking about this game a little bit. Carolina hosting the Chiefs. Well, I'm kind of like in the same bandwagon. I think uh, Carolina is starting to play a little bit better football. Look, Kansas City's tough, but I like Carolina in this one. I think it's just going to be a really close game. Yeah, nip and tuck the whole way. I'm going Carolina 24, Kansas City 20. I think you're going to see the defenses flex a little bit today. <clears throat> yeah, this this one's an interesting game. This is one I'm going to pay attention to because I think this is going to look more like football as I know football to have been played <laughs> most of my life. You've got some weapons offensively. What this comes down to me, I think Carolina's turned the corner a wee little bit. I, I don't think they're not a Super Bowl contender, I don't think, but they've turned the corner here. They're still going to make a little bit of noise in that division. What it comes down to for me, quite frankly, you got Jeremy Macklin out, which is no great loss, but it's still your number one number one wide receiver. Well, who is a huge loss in that with that Kansas City passing offense? Really, well, really nobody. That's it. Yeah. But. I think what it comes down to, to me, Kansas City's strength is running the ball. Carol, the Carolina defense strength is stopping the run. So I think they can grind it out. I got, I got this at Carolina 20-17. to 17. I think it's just that type of classic old football game. Yep. Kansas City, I don't think – Spencer Ware will be fine, but I don't think they're going to be able to run enough to overcome Carolina and win that game. All right, we've talked about this one a ton. Jacksonville hosting your Houston Texans. I like Houston. I mean, what can you say? Jacksonville has underperformed all year long, and I think it's going to be a competitive game, which, you know, you said Bortles wasn't in the conversation. I, I believe it, but I still think he's going to get his today. I like, still like Houston 27-21. And Houston finds a way to win these games, right? You, you don't know how. You look at Brock Osweiler and the awful things he's doing. Really, you've seen Lamar Miller be a disappointment the last several weeks, and then somehow you look up and they've won the football game. Yeah. I, I don't know how they do it. They do it defensively, clearly, and score just enough points. My score is pretty close to you. I've got Houston 24-21, and just to throw it also out there, I'm done picking Jacksonville. Jacksonville yeah. could play Eastern Michigan next week, and I would pick Eastern Michigan laying laying points if I had to. Yeah, no doubt. Let's quickly go to the chat room. We have a standard we have Booker or Ajayi. Oh, that 
<laughs> that comes up in the mailbag a couple of times. And this one's been tormenting me for about 12 hours now as I look back on it from last week. Booker's got such a nice matchup, but I'm not sitting Ajayi under any I'm circumstances. I'm not either. I'm, that's where I'm going. I, I have to go Ajayi because I like hitting the button. Yeah, well, that's probably more <laughs> of it than anything else. Look, San Diego's got a good run defense. They get no they respect do. for it. They got a good run defense. They're on the road. You got Booker going into New Orleans. They're going to run the ball a lot. I've seen it from Ajayi three times now. Right, there, we've seen it from Booker once. There's two ga- there's two keys to this, right? Okay, like you said, San Diego's got a pretty good run defense. However, Miami doesn't want Ryan Tannehill right. in a gunfight with Phil Rivers because yeah. he's going to lose. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to take that loser there. Right. They're not going to so, do it. So yeah, I mean, I really think that Ajayi is going to have to establish that run game. I'm taking him. Yeah, I think. He has become a guy. He's going to get so much work. We, we saw it last week. They, he got shut down for over three quarters, and they kept with it and kept grinding it out, and he got his. He, he wore them down. It's the classic, you know, now you give your running back the ball three times and he gets stopped. They don't run the ball ever again. You're right. done. That business is over. Miami's going back to that old classic, keep feeding them, keep feeding them, keep quarter. Yeah. He breaks through, long run, yeah. gets in the end zone. You look up, he's got 120 yards and a touchdown. Devontae Booker, look, Devontae Booker, here's what I see for him as I look at my crystal ball. Now, it's split, so I can only see one of two scenarios. He goes completely nuts, right, in the passing game. He's involved, gets in the end zone a couple of times perhaps, or he comes in with one of those 13 for 65 type of snoozers as they're letting Simeon or maybe even Paxton Lynch for that matter because I think if Simeon struggles early, I think he's got the quick hook today and you see a little bit of Paxton Lynch. So give me the guy that they're just going to keep feeding over and over and over again. Well, and that's one thing about um, uh, New Orleans. I think their strategy is if you stop the run game, we're going to take our chances with Drew Brees against right. a Simeon any exactly. day of the week. Same thing to go back to what you did on right. the other side. So, yeah, I just I can't sit Ajay. It's a good question. That's tough. It comes up yeah. in the mailbag a couple of times as well with other guys involved. All right, where are we at? We're on that game, actually. <laughs> I can't make this stuff up. New Orleans hosting Denver. And it just goes – I'm calling for a bit of an upset here. I think New Orleans is on a roll, and if it gets into a shootout, I like Drew Brees every time. I like New Orleans 30, Denver 24. Let me tell you what, Rick. You're right. New Orleans is going to win this game. If for no other reason, let's take all the football out of it. My initial vibe, my initial pick was New Orleans to win this game. And then I changed it. I did, the more I thought about it, I changed it. And I thought this is a game they get healthy. And the more I thought about how ticked off that Denver defense is going to be, I switched it. So I got Denver 23-21. But being that my initial tingle was New Orleans, you're going to be right, Rick, and the Saints will win that game. You never know. I but mean, for the record, I got Denver. I, I think it's kind of low score. I got 23-21. I think it's one of those games Could be. you see a lot of yardage out of New Orleans. But but you don't see a lot of scoring, and you could get those be. with Drew Brees. Every Very well again. could be. Let's go to the chat room again real quick. Get your pen out. Oh, I got it. We need three. All right. And this is standard. Okay. Cobb, Michael, Bibbs, Chikandrick West, Starks, Dion Lewis. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. All right, so Cobb's clearly the obvious one because he's the only one who's healthy and I know who's going to be on the field, right? right? 
So it's Cobb, you know, no word on Michael yet. We probably won't hear till later this afternoon exactly what's going to happen with and, him. And judging by Seattle's run game last few games, look, I've got him on my on some squads. I've got him benched right for um believe it or not, I've got him benched for Rob Kelly against Minnesota just because Kelly's healthy. And Michael isn't. I agree with that move. I, I like that move. Actually, I think we talked about that move, right? Yeah. All right. If they play, if every let's say everyone on this team, Bibbs, Bibbs is intriguing. He might end up being the third one here if, yeah. if everything else shakes out. But he's still clearly the number two there, right? They're getting him more work, but he's clearly the number two. Right. West, I think, is nobody. Absolutely nobody with Spencer Ware being back. So so I'm 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 gonna go backwards. So I'm gonna knock West out of there. So I know where you're going with this. You're looking you're gonna it's be Cobb, looking Starks at... and Lewis if Starks and Lewis play, right? <laughs> right. If they play. Right. Green Bay's against Tennessee, Lewis against Seattle. Neither one are spectacular matchups there either. No, no. Look, this isn't a good situation. No. This really isn't. You know, Cobb's the obvious Oh, wait one. a minute. He only needs one. He had started in the chat room and said he needed three. Now he says he only needs one. It's oh, it's Cobb. It's Cobb. Well, that was easy. I feel better now. I, oh, was yeah. really, I was really tap dancing here, soft shooing, trying to pull three out yeah, of yeah. him. Fred Astaire and Gene oh, Kelly rolled into one there. Beautiful <laughs> over here. All right, yeah, that, let, let's Cobb. So, All right, then. I think if everybody's healthy, just, to, just for fun, just to play the game, if everybody's healthy, I go Cobb, Starks, Michael, Lewis, Bibbs, West. If everybody's healthy, that's the order I have them in. Cobb. Uh, I have Michael third just based on opportun- opportunity with the air quotes. Yeah. Because right? he's going to be the starting running back. Yeah, if he's playing. And, and they use him in the end zone. He seems to have that nose for the, yeah. for the end zone. But, yeah, okay. Yeah, we've seen a lot of those six carries, one yard, and a touchdown <laughs> lines out of him, which might – be more points in a lot yeah, of Yeah, one touchdowns. yard and a touchdown. Yeah. There we go. I've seen that line a couple of times in my lineup. All right, where are we at, Rick? <laughs> you have. <laughs> uh, Jets hosting the L.A. Rams. The Jets with Bryce Petty. Yeah, I tell you what, but, you know, I don't like prospects in this one at all. And But I'm going to Jets 19, L.A. 14. I like it. Could be, could be a couple of defensive scores. Who knows? Yeah, they're going to need it. I'm, I'm going to go the Rams here, 20-17, to 17, just based on it. It could easily flip it, be the other way around. This could easily be 6-3, to three, you know, that <laughs> yeah. Sunday night game. And, and what? 37-34. Well, Who that, knows? That could happen as well. But and, I'm betting against and, it. And we recommended Osiot over Gurley, so he's going for 220 and three touchdowns. Right. So for, for that, I'm going to take the Rams. But uh, – you know, the answer to this game is who cares? <laughs> who cares? Only guys <laughs> Only guys in contract years. Yeah, that's, that's who pretty cares. much. Because there's not even a lot of fantasy impact outside of Brandon Marshall owners in this game. All right, Rick, this Matt is one. Forte. Yeah, yeah. This is one I do care about. This is one I'm going to be watching on the, on the ticket, maybe more even in the red zone, is the Philadelphia Eagles host the Atlanta Falcons. It's an exciting one here. I'm with you. I think Wentz is starting to – well, people are trying to figure out how to make him look like a rookie. They haven't done it with Dak Prescott yet. But they're starting to do it with Wentz. We've seen Ryan Matthews – look, I know you got man love for this kid. It's there in Sproles. It's over. No doubt. I like Atlanta. I just think they're a more complete team. 
Atlanta 34, Philadelphia 26. Yeah, this one came down to, and this hasn't been nearly as prevalent the last several years in the NFL as it was in years past. But if you look at what the Philadelphia defense is doing at home, it is just night and day versus what they're doing on the road. I'm going to buy into that, a team that holds the holds the Steelers to three, holds the Vikings to nine, that just dominates teams at home versus on the road. So I'm going to buy into that. Atlanta, look, I think they're the real deal. I think it, it, it's it's the Falcons and the Cowboys sort of battling it out. That, that's the NFC championship game I think we're going to see, and quite frankly, that I'm rooting for. But I think this is a game going on the road to Philadelphia where the Eagles, as well as they play at home, I think they can get a defensive score here. I think Wentz, you know, he has been struggling, but this this Falcons defense doesn't scare anybody. So I think he can get a little healthy there. And I like the Philadelphia Eagles at home, 31-27. I'd probably predicted exactly the opposite if that game was in Atlanta. All right, Rick. You're just a Philly homer. There's no doubt yeah, about Yeah, Philly that. homer. That's nothing I love more. You've heard my comments on Philadelphia. Let's as head we drew. back to the chat room Let's while we can. We need a PPR. We only need one. All right. Oh, wait, this is days of confused. Jim Brown, Barry Sanders. <laughs> no. We need one PPR. Stewart, Blunt, Hyde. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not even sure if Hyde's playing. He, he's 50 feet. He's yeah. Limited yeah. practice all week, no contact all week, but they were leaving the door open. I don't like the matchup in Arizona anyhow, even if he does go. This no. comes down to Stewart or Blunt for me. You bring – all right, here's where Deion Lewis does factor in a little bit. All right, how much of his work does Blunt take? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know, but he's going to take a little bit. He's going to take some snaps away. Plus, it's Seattle. That usually doesn't matter. Belichick can still find a way if he, he wants to run the ball. But this is Stewart for me based on matchup. I'm going Stewart just because I, I – he has been performing, and look, you know what I feel about J- Jonathan Stewart. Um, I, you, I always wait for him to be injured, and he's proved me wrong the last couple of years. So I, I'm going with Stewart basically because he's been performing well. Carolina's starting to play a little bit, and I think like we talked about with Carolina, Kansas City, this could be kind of a you know a couple of Rams button heads. Yeah, and. You know, I think they're going to be using Stewart and catch the ball a little bit. Very close with Blunt, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to sit Blunt. I just think I know what Stewart's workload's going to be. I don't know what the game plan's going to be against Seattle. Yeah, because we've seen – It could be really creative. We've seen Fozzie Whitaker just disappear. No, he's gone. Artist, Tolbert's really gone. Uh, Tolbert hasn't been – Artist Payne hasn't asserted himself. I mean, this is Jonathan Stewart's show, no doubt about it. Yeah, I agree with that one. All right, where are we at here? Tampa, we've talked about this game plenty with, with your boy Jay Cutler, Rick Tampa Bay, hosting Jay Cutler currently unconstipated, at least heading into the game in Tampa. Right. And I tell you what, because they're at home, I'm taking Tampa. I think um I think the Tampa offense can certainly score in Chicago. I'm going Tampa Bay. I think it's gonna be kind of a wild one. I'm going Tampa Bay thirty two, Chicago twenty nine. I've gotten burnt on Tampa at home a couple of times, but I I'm gonna pull the trigger one more time. Look, I think 
offensively, Chicago has a nice game, but I think offensively, Tampa has a nice game, too. Jameis Winston seems to be a lot more comfortable at home, so I think they find a way. I've got this one 27-24. I might have lowballed that a little bit. I, I, I like this in the 30s, sort of like you said, but I do have Tampa winning it. It could be a 9-3 game. Yeah, Who knows? well, that's probably more likely. All right, this one's interesting as well. You wouldn't think it would have been at the beginning of the year as Tennessee hosts Green Bay. Yeah, it really is. I mean, Green Bay has underperformed considerably. I'm still going with Green Bay. Um, I just think that they're more powerfully or more powerful offensively. And I tell you what, I think it's going to be close. This, this is nip and tuck. You could convince me to take Tennessee, but I'm going Green Bay 27, Tennessee 20. What stick to, stuck in my head in this one, I was tempted to take Tennessee the way Marcus Mariota's been playing. And I think he has a, has a big game, Rick. I, I really do. So I don't know if he's still on our waiver wire when you're in that Cutler conundrum. I'd take Mariota after all. The, over, no chance. No, I'd take Mariota over all those guys we were talking about. What sticks in my mind in that Thursday night just debacle when, when they just shellacked Jacksonville and we finally buried Jacksonville once and for all, I can't remember the stat exactly. I should have looked it up. But – how all of Tennessee's home wins. It's one of those weird anomalies where Tennessee only beats Jacksonville at home and can beat absolutely no one else. <laughs> they struggle at home. This is still Aaron Rodgers. You're going to make more money than you lose betting on Aaron Rodgers from week to week. Tennessee, this is a game where they have a chance, sort of a statement win. No team in that division gets those statement wins. Well, I guess Indianapolis did it last week in Green Bay. But I'm, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Green Bay here, 33-28. I think they, they keep it close, and I'm looking for some late-game heroics out of Aaron Rodgers is what I'm envisioning in that, that split crystal ball. All right, Rick, we've talked plenty about this one, Washington hosting Minnesota. Yeah, I am going Minnesota to get off the schneid. I just don't like, you, you know, we, we mentioned enough of this stuff. You know, Williams taking the suspension. You know, we have Deshaun Jackson's not going to be playing. I think that that lowers the expectations for Kirk Cousins – against that defense and i think bradford's going to be good enough against the washington defense to pull one out i'm going minnesota 21 washington 19 this i want to call this my upset pick rick but i ain't the only cat in town as as i studied up on this last night i ain't the only cat in town that, that that's taken washington here I'm doing it based on this. Number one, when you look at the i brought up Vernon Davis earlier. When you look at the tight end situation, what Washington's become is sort of a, I don't know if you want to call it a West Coast, but they're a dink and dunk type of team with a Jordan Reed, with a Vernon Davis. I don't think they have any intention of trying to go vertical against Minnesota, which is where Minnesota really get at you defensively. They, you know, they're going to do things to protect Cousins with Trent Williams out in terms of getting the ball out quick. That's number one. Number two, every year you have that team that comes out just on fire. You have 4-0, 5-0, something like that. Atlanta last year started out 5-0, and and then it, the bottom just fell out. I think, this is, I think that's Minnesota. That offensive line is so bad. They can't keep Sam Bradford vertical. I think Washington finds a way to win this thing at home, 23-19. to That's what I have. Sam Bradford is going the other direction, staring at the stadium lights far, far too often. All right, Rick, San Diego hosting Miami. Yeah, we talked about this one a little bit, you know, from a question in the chat room. It's um, it's the San Diego defense, you know, going to 
control Miami enough because if it gets into a, a gunfight, like I said, Phil Rivers is going to beat Ryan Tannehill. So it's basically, you know, San Diego, can they stop our boy? Ajayi. And I think they'll stop him enough for um, Melvin Gordon and the rest of San Diego offense. I like San Diego, 34, Miami, 24. Yeah, I think this is a bit of a wild one. I, I, I've got... I've got 34-24, Rick. i got San Diego. Wow. <laughs> How about that? That's weird. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I think it, it comes down to at the very end of the day, you almost wipe out the running backs, Ajayi and and Melvin Gordon are a push. So what do we got to go to, right? We got to go to the quarterback position. <laughs> I'll take Phil Rivers. I'll take 50% of Phil Rivers over Ryan Tannehill. So that's weird. I got San Diego by the exact same score. All right, Ray, I know you got your DVR set for Arizona hosting San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to go back to one thing. You know, we were talking about the Minnesota-Washington game. Okay. One thing we really haven't talked about a lot. You know, yeah, they started off on fire. You know, they they beat Tennessee 25-16. They beat Green Bay in a close one. Beat Carolina, scored 22 points. Beat the Giants, scored 24 points. Uh, Houston, they scored 31 points. It's Pat Shermer now, not North Turner. Mm -hmm. You know, North Turner left for whatever reason. We don't know why. They lost 21-9 to Philadelphia, and then they lost 29 to Chicago, but he was out by then. Pat Shermer's not getting this offense doing much of anything. No, they so, can't score all of a sudden. So either – I blame the offensive I, line. I think this game right here is – it's going to have to be a make-or-break signature game for oh, Minnesota. They can't pull one off against Washington. Next week they got Arizona. You know, then they have Detroit again, Dallas. He's got to get this team cranking somewhere along the line. They've got to score some points. And that's why I think this has become their season. It could be. I think it really could think be, it but is. I'm I'm going I'm erring on the side of the defense. Well, it's and never a bad idea. Never a bad idea to pick against Washington in a must win. Yeah, <laughs> it's just never true. a bad idea. I, I'll grant you that. All right, let's go. Where we're, were we at? Arizona hosting San Francisco. How much time you want to spend on that? One? I th- I I think this is all Arizona. I'm going Arizona 42, San Francisco 17. Oh, getting into the 40s. I like it. I went 33, 13. I thought I was <laughs> right. being bold. All right, the game we will be watching, Rick, is our Stillers host the Dallas Cowboys. This is going to be – this could be a make or break for Pittsburgh, too. I mean, they're in, a, they're in a division where they can actually afford to lose a couple more and still come out on top in this thing, but they've got to start playing better. They're so inconsistent. They look so ill-prepared at times. If you listened to our show uh, last week on the Arena Sports Network, I was calling out the Pittsburgh coaching staff. There's no excuse in the world they should look this unprepared. And I and I question how much um, control that that uh, Tomlin has over this team. They seem not to just they could care less. I mean, it's three it, or four of those games a year. Yeah, and three. and I think it's a lot discipline wise. You have eight or ten penalties in the first half and come out in the opening kickoff. You have an offsides penalty. I mean, their yeah. behind should have been red and raw, and they should have that should have been the last thing in their mind was a penalty on, on something like that. So, however, <laughs> I'm going Pittsburgh 27, Dallas 25. I think this is going to be a knockdown drag out, and somewhere along the line, Pittsburgh finds a way to win. Weird gestures, seemingly meaningless words, tend to mean things to me and mean things in sports. When Ben Roethlisberger came out earlier this week 
you know, I think he was indicting his team a little bit after the way they performed against Baltimore. And he said, these guys can just go ahead and follow me to the playoffs. That means something to me. That's saying, he's like, all right, I come out, I maybe nicked up, but I was bad. I did not do what I needed to do against Baltimore. And that's not going to happen again. I buy into that type of thing, especially with the weapons they have on offense. I agree. Couple that with the two big injuries in the secondary for Dallas. Look, I have no delusions that they're going to be even able to limit Ezekiel Elliott. And I think Dak Gott's going to get his. And I think we had that start-sit question out of the chat room earlier. I think Cole Beasley just gives this team fit. Ben Roethlisberger is not going to let the Pittsburgh Steelers lose this game. They have the opportunity. They're going to score a ton, and I think it just comes down to can Dak Prescott late in this game keep up with Ben Roethlisberger? I'm going to say no. I got the Steelers 34-28 in this one. It sounds stupid. When Ben Roethlisberger said that, that tells me there's something boiling in the background, and Ben Roethlisberger said, all right, Tomlin, Haley, you guys zip it. Get behind Let's do this. I got two of these in my pocket. Let's go do this. And we've talked about this many times on, on the other version of our show. They need a leader. You know, that's what they need. And you don't hear anybody else – coming out saying anything negative and and we'll get into this in the next week's show but i was appalled at aaron Rodgers calling out his team over the last couple of games and then aaron Rodgers being called out by none other than brett Favre, (laughs) who just has to have his mug somewhere (laughs) around a camera or a microphone you know shut up brett I mean, it's just, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, is the leader of that team. You're done. You're a has-been. And oh, you wow. threw. He is. Uh, look, he, what did he do with Minnesota that last year? Well, the last one was. Had a great year. In the, in the clutch game, you talked about, a, you know. Oh, Rodgers, I remember that you know, game. A game that needed to be won. He throws a pick. He had no business throwing that pass. All right, he's a gunslinger. Now nah, you blew it, all right? So leave Aaron Rodgers alone. Wow, I did not know you had this vitriol for Brett Favre as I have his Hall of Fame banner here right beside me in Studio B, Rick. It's, it's weeping a little bit. I think I'm tearing up. That is, well, wow. uh, it'll be soaking wet after next week's show in the Arena Sports That was Network. a scathing indictment of Brett Favre. I didn't see that coming. I love it. All right, two more. It is 20 after, Rick. We're going to have to rapid fire this mailbag as well. New England hosting Seattle. Finally, another a good primetime game. Let's let's wrap it up quick. 32-24 New England. Yeah, 27-23. This is in Seattle. I just reversed those. I think those two teams are about that even. Well, not even, but you know what? Forget it. New York Giants hosting Cincinnati on Monday. Just when you think New York's rolling, I'm going Cincinnati 33, New York 30. Yep, I agree with you as well. This seat would seem like the one the Giants should have an opportunity to win, so they won't. All right, rapid fire about <laughs> Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's simple as <laughs> yeah, that, right? right? That's yeah. who Eli Manning and the Jets yep. are. So they won't. All right, rapid fire here in the mailbag, Rick. Half point PPR flex, Tim Hightower or Eli Rogers? Rogers. Yeah, I like Rogers here as well. All right, this guy, like you can tell when they start out this way, they're trying to make an excuse for having to ask this question. Gore and Riddick are on by Deion Lewis or Peyton Barber in a half point PPR. I'll go Lewis. I'm going to go Barber here. You think? I mean, you can convince me, but, I I mean, to me, it's a coin flip. I mean, yeah, let's let's help this guy out, Peyton Barber. I think Doug Martin – you worry about Doug Martin. Right. If, right. He, if he even plays, if True. he doesn't play, it's absolutely True. Peyton Barber. Even yeah, so. let's do that because I'm not 
I think they limit Martin's work. I really I, and I'm do. not convinced that he's going to be able to stay healthy anyway, even if they do limit. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll go with you. All right. Uh, Got to sit one of these three, Rick. Ajayi, Howard, no. or Booker? This is Booker for me. It's Booker for me, too. And I don't want to sit either one no, of them. I don't want to sit. Or any of them, but, yeah. I, but I, I think I will. I mean. I'm not sitting Ajayi. whatsoever. We've talked about that. Unless you're bringing me David Johnson. Or and Ezekiel I'm not Elliott. sitting Jordan Howard. No, not against Tampa. And, I mean, I hate setting Booker against New Orleans as well, but I'm going to. Yep, I agree with you there. All right, we need a running back and a flex in PPR out of this list. Get right. your little pen ready. I got it. Sound familiar, Jordan Howard. All right. Devontae Booker. Spencer Ware. Kenny Britt. So, basically, we can have two of those, Rick. Howard and Ware. Yeah, here's where I'm going to go Howard and Booker. I'm going to take Booker over Spencer Ware. With really? Ware going up against that number three-ranked Carolina rush defense. Although he's their only opportunity he's, to move the ball. He's it. I mean, you got Jeremy Macklin out, and, of course, he is the running back. I right. mean, so it's basically him and Kelsey. Yeah, I'm still going to do it. I, I don't hate hate if you go for Ware. I think Booker's the high-end player. We're going to star this one and pay yeah, attention. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's remember that one. I'll All circle right. it as well. All right, Rick, in a half point, this is interesting. I I don't know if I like this. Maybe we'll talk about this on Thursday. In a half point, point per touch league. I don't even know they did point per touch. Half point per touch. Per touch for running backs. This is interesting. I've never played in a league like that. I don't want to. No. Do I go with Doug Martin, Paul Perkins, Deion Lewis? That per touch makes this really interesting. Really interesting. Probably still Martin. Martin, Martin right? Perkins, and, and Lewis. Lewis. Lewis's touches yeah. are certainly going to be limited. Well, yeah, I agree there. Uh, Perkins was 50-50 with um, yeah, Jennings last week. Both had 11 carries and three receptions. Yeah. Martin touches the ball t- 10 or more times this week. Yeah. If he plays, right? If he pulls his hammy, then what? I mean, if, okay. In order, if, if you need a high ceiling, go Martin. Yeah, if you're entrenched in the playoffs, go with Perkins. Yeah, I, th- I agree. You know what I mean? Because uh, the ceiling for Martin is way up there, but his floor can be really low if he right. pulls that hammy on one carry. Exactly. So, I I agree with you there. All right. All right. We need one running back out of this. They don't give me PPR standard. We need to fix that. James White, your boy Michael, Chris Ivory, or Procise. I'm gonna have to go Ivory in this one. I'm gonna go He's Ivory here. Starting as well. to assert himself. And whether or not he can have a lot of success against Houston, I don't know. But he had 108 yards last week, I believe, with a 108, something like that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going Ivory. I we got to get rolling anyway. Yes, so. we do. I agree with you on Ivory. All right. They don't tell me PPR standard. Again, Jamison Crowder, John Brown. This is Crowder not even Oh, close. yeah. You don't like the matchup with, but I think Garcon will probably end up drawing the top cut. I don't know who draws the top cut, but I'm going to go Crowder's too good to sit. PPR flex, Rick, Procise or Jarvis Landry in his flex spot? They said Landry's going to play. Yeah, if he's going to play, you got to have In a PPR, Landry's going to be on the field, assuming he plays. All right, Michael Thomas or Tyrell Williams, standard league? Oh, wow. I think... Oh, I'm still going Michael Thomas here. 
Yeah, I think I Coach, w- Coach is still drawing that top coverage, mm. and that's where Michael Thomas's success has come. They've really been force feeding him the ball. Tyrell Williams, he's a roll of the dice every week. I think Michael Thomas has become. Yeah, I think I'll go Thomas. He's become too. consistent, right? He's just become right. consistent. Six, seven catches, you can yeah. almost write it down. All right, uh, what do we got? We are also in a standard league. Spencer Ware, or Booker. I took well, Booker, so. and I went Ware. Yeah. So, but in standard, it's a little different. You know what? You're right. It, I'm, and it's me who needs to change. In a standard, I need to go with Spencer Ware. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're you're right. I didn't consider that, but yeah, in a standard, this is Ware. I think if Booker has a big game, it comes through the air. So yeah, I'm going to go Spencer Ware there. All right. Quarterback question. James, need a win. Jameis Winston, Eli Manning. God, you get burnt by Eli no matter what you do. You start him, you sit yeah, him. Yeah, if you sit him, he'll have 405 touchdowns. Oh. I can see in this game with Chicago, Winston having 340, two touchdowns. I'm going and two Winston. Picks. I think I'm He's going Winston. He's got better legs. Well. Yeah. And, yeah, so I'm going Winston in this one. It's going to be one of those wild. He's going to be all muddy and dirty and beat up at the end of the thing, and you look up and somehow he's got over 300. Yeah, I feel safer with Jameis Winston. And they're home in Tampa, correct? Yes. Which, which it Make makes a big difference. Yeah, I like that better. Yep, I'm with you. All right. Help. <laughs> Help. Oh, a bunch yeah, of we've had these. Yep. Pick one in a PPR. Jite. Dion Lewis, Martin, Carlos Hyde. That's why he yelled help. <laughs> White. Um, if healthy, Martin. I think I. Yeah, in, PP, I probably, in PPR, I'm still going White then Martin. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, that that's fine. All right, standard league. We need three of these. Now, this is one that isn't gonna make you gag, Rick, except for that you're gonna have to sit one. Okay. So remember, this is standard. Three out of so basically sit one out of Alshon Jeffrey, your boy Kelvin Benjamin, my boy Michael Thomas, or Randall Cobb. I'm sitting Cobb. Yeah, and it's if this is a PPR, I, I might look at it further, but I agree with you. I'm going to sit because Cobb. yeah, because Tennessee's defense is a little stouter, and Cobb isn't necessarily the first choice down in that red zone. Yeah, you, know, you got Jordy Nelson. Yeah, Richard Rodgers at time. Devontae Adams getting Devontae a lot of Devontae Adams as well. So, I mean, there's too many more options, and plus Aaron Rodgers' legs. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going uh, to sit Cobb. I'm with you there. We can agree on one. All right, what do we got? Uh, start three in a PPR, so sit one, Rick. This is a PPR. Forte, Jordan Howard, Miller, Spencer Ware. PPR, and I have to sit one? Yeah. Um, I'm going to sit Zach Miller for the specific reason that I don't want two bears in there. Yeah. I kind of, I kind Seriously. Of agree. Just in case. Right. Jay Cutler <laughs> exactly. is Jay constipated. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think all things being equal, I might, I might start Miller over where right. or Booker. What, what was this? It doesn't matter. Over one Forte, of those. Howard. But, but I agree with you, Rick, just on the off chance that, if Jay he, Cutler ate a lot of cheese yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he throws a quick pick. All of a sudden, he could be just, boy, I'd rather be home. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to agree with it. I, I like that that line of thought. All right, half-point PPR, Jeremy Hill, Doug Martin. Hill. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Julian Edelman or Tyrell Williams in a full-point PPR. Oh, man. You know what? I'm going Tyrell Williams. Um. 
Yeah, Edelman's been a little banged up. He's a little banged up, and, and what do you have other than Williams? Inman, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know, plus Gates, obviously, but, you know, for P, if, if it was PPR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir. that's where I'm going. All right, PPR flex. This is interesting. Allen Robinson or Jordan Matthews? We'll make this the last one. Okay. Jordan Matthews or Allen Robinson in PPR? We have... Matthews against Atlanta. You know what? I, I like um, Matthews. I think there's more opportunity against that Atlanta defense. And we already know the stinkers that Robbins has been putting up. So I, I'm going Jordan Matthews until Allen Robbins starts proving me wrong. Yeah, and I want to see. We're, we're going to have a Jordan Matthews conversation, I think, on Thursday. He's steadily been getting up to that level. I, I always expected for him. So I'm going to agree. I'm going to go Jordan Matthews there. Well, this was a tough one, Rick. Way behind. Anything in the mailbag that we didn't get to, I will answer by email at Asylum Football on Twitter, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. So watch out for that. Thanks for joining us. Good luck this week. We'll be back Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern on the Arena Sports Network, arenasportsnet.com. You can always follow the show, Asylum what asylum fantasy sports.com i couldn't remember our website too many plugs <laughs> at asylum football on twitter asylum football gmail.com good luck this week until thursday sunday or whenever we'll see you take care i love this song come on